Jesus served from his heart, not his head. Blessed are those who are meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Matthew 5.5. 5. That's the first percentage tonight. So we're kind of journeying through these Beatitudes, right? This is what, week three, four, three? three. Week three of the Beatitudes. What was last week's? Don't look. For they will. They will what? Yes. What was the one before that? Told you. Those that are born in spirit, yes. Yeah, I told you. You should have these memorized. How many times I say them? But maybe you got to listen. So, um, yeah. Have you ever done something humbly or meekly? Yeah, like true humility, not this false humility. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you noticed. But oh, no big deal. Oh, glory to God. Right? <laughs> Anybody done this? Not the false one, the, the good one. Actually did something humbly with no agenda, no hidden narrative behind it, no nothing. Just, I'm just going to serve to serve. I'm just going to do something to do something. Even if there's zero affirmation tied to it. Some of the most frustrated people are those who do things and then they're like, oh, Nobody noticed. Right? Yeah. That frustrates you. Why? Because you did it for the affirmation. You did it for the reward. Quote, unquote. Right? What if you were just to do something with no agenda? With nothing, with no strings attached, if you will. Right? Um, literally serve someone for zero gain or zero affirmation. Let me take it a step further. What if your job, Tommy, what if you showed up to work and they said, hey, we got no money, but we'd like you to keep on working here. What would you do? You would say, well, I'm probably, yes, but I'm actually going to work on my resume a lot right now. Right? I appreciate the opportunity, but I'm gonna work on my resume because I gotta go find something because daddy's gotta eat. Right? Those words exactly. Yeah, I know. Right? What if, what if you woke up tomorrow and you weren't going to get paid for what you do? What if you woke up tomorrow and that degree that you're paying for, they said, sorry, you can keep on coming to the class. You can keep on hearing and keep on learning. But at the end of all this, you get no piece of paper saying that you have the degree. Would you still go? Heck no. Right? Am I saying that you're not that you're not meek because you wouldn't? Do, no, I'm not saying that. But I want you to think in the, uh, things in that term, right? Do I do things? Do I do things for Madison for an affirmation so that she tells me something? Right? Hello. Do you? Right? What is my motive? What is my tie behind what I do? Why do I do what I do? Okay? This might be a foreign concept to some, right? In my mind, if I do something, I should gain something, right? Kind of like 
Benji, you wouldn't go to the gym if you weren't going to get stronger, right? Be a huge waste of time. That'd be silly, right? Yes? yes. You wouldn't read a book if you didn't want more knowledge. Okay, well, I guess I'm just reading then, right? Some of you guys read the Bible that way, but we won't get into that, right? Uh, it just all of these things, you do something so you can get something, so you can gain something, right? Almost in a means of doing it for that. Jesus served from his heart, not from his head. Jesus was meek, not for his gain, but for the Father's gain. Some, some of you, hopefully, all, hopefully all of you, believe where you're at today is because of the Lord's purpose. Right? So therefore, wouldn't you work for free? So therefore, wouldn't you go to that school for free as a mission field? That workplace as a mission field? Do the things you do because it's Lord breathed and Lord's purpose around your life? Yeah, never thought of it that way, huh? Never in your life. Man, it's just something new every single week. You're so, you guys are so spoiled here. You know? Whatever. Jesus showed us this amazing reality of serving from our heart. Serving from our almost destiny, if I can use that, that word. Right? When we read this next, when we read these verses, I want you guys to really, really focus in. Okay? I don't care what the dog's doing. You guys are so blessed that you guys are on Zoom. You know, the dog is just, I don't know. I don't know. Like my new shirt, Katie? I like it. The sparrow. Matthew 5 5 says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. That sounds really weird. Why would I want to inherit the earth? You need to be an authority and a leader instead of a friend right now. Don't be a friend of the dog. Be a leader of the dog. Hey! Drop it. Watch her. Drop it now. Drop it. Drop it. Leave it. Leave it. Leave it. Come on. Ready? Okay. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And because you are so Christian, you are like, I don't want to inherit the earth. <laughs> right? The world is bad. Heaven's good. And that's all. Right? I'm so Christian that, oh, earth, it has no value to mine, right? Well, the earth is a bad, bad place, all right? Some of you guys think that way. Why some are laughing some are, right? <laughs> so let's study this verse to kind of gain some understanding on what's being said here, yes? Maybe when you hear meat, you think of weak. You're wrong. All right? When you hear meek, you think weak and scrawny, and I think, oh, oh, these guys, oh, oh. right? Oh, wow, my, oh, oh, yeah, all of these things, right? That is not meekness. 
That's what the movies have made meekness. That's what Hollywood's made meekness. Yes? Like, oh, oh yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Okay. So remember, what's blessed mean? I've said it every single week. Blessed. Huh. Yikes. Hey, fortunate. Fortunate. Thank you, Benji. Thank you for listening. Blessed means fortunate. Meek means gentle in spirit, mildness and disposition. We'll talk more about it because I really, really want you to understand what this word meek means, okay? Meekness, meekness towards God is that disposition of spirit in which we accept his dealings with us as good and therefore without disrupting or resisting his commands, his power, and his authority. Okay? In the Old Testament, the meek are those who rely on God rather than their own strength. Wow. And it gets better to defend against injustice. Oh, wow. Everybody wants justice right now, yes? Everybody. Go on Instagram and scroll through it. You want justice. That's it. You don't care who dies. You don't care what, who suffers. You just want justice, whatever that means in that person's mind. Correct? Yeah, we're going to talk about it tonight. It's going to maybe make some of you feel very, very uncomfortable. And it's going to be okay. Because this doesn't say, hey, get pissed, for then you shall inherit the earth. This doesn't say, tear down somebody else, for then you shall inherit the earth. It says, be meek. And guess what? Meekness is submitting to God's justice. Not what you think of justice, which we'll talk about more. So meekness towards evil people means knowing God, knowing God is permit. Oh, I'm not going to say that. You guys will take it out of context. Um, gentleness or meekness is the opposite of self-assertiveness and self-interest. It stems from a trust in God's goodness and control over anything, specifically a situation, a circumstance, maybe whatever it might be. But to put a whole blanket over it, it's his control over everything. A meek person, a gentle person, is not occupied with self at all. You think Jesus was full of himself? Yeah, you're... You're, you're wrong <laughs> if he is full of himself. All he did was saying, hey, my father, my father, my father. Oh, and I'm sending Holy Spirit, right? That's what he did. Father, 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 and breathed on him so that he could receive Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's in the Bible. Okay? This is the work of meekness. is the work of the Holy Spirit, not human will. I'm sorry, I cannot go through a 10-step program on how to become meek. It is only by me sitting with Holy Spirit and saying, all right, I need to be this way. 
okay? And to preface all this, I heard a pastor once say, sometimes we are, we believe we are advancing as we lose the simplicity of what Jesus did. Sometimes we think, oh, well, I'm advancing in my knowledge. I, I understand so much more. But true depth in God is an increase in simplicity. Does that make sense? What's simple? Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and that's how I gained eternal life, and I'm freed from sin. Oh, Andy loves me. That's simple, yes? Okay. Also, what else is simple? Holy Spirit indwells me and activates me for my purpose, for what he has entrusted me with. That's simple, right? What is this advanced thinking that maybe I'm talking about? I don't know. You decide. Everything else. Right? Well, how do I get visions? How do I set myself up for visions and dreams? How do I set myself up for uh, gold dust on my Bible? How do I set up my, myself for dove feathers to fall from the sky? How do I set myself up for, how do I, how do I pray in a proper way so then tongues just manifest out of my, that's advanced. Settle down. Get simple. You lunatics. Just get simple. Hey, Jesus died for you and he loves you. Right? How can I be saved of this, that, and that? I, I, my sin's too big for Jesus. Settle down. It says he died for all. Oh, it's pretty simple. Oh, simple. <laughs> yes? Yes. Sometimes we believe we're advancing as we lose simplicity. And true depth in God is an increase in simplicity. Now that's the positive connotation of that. So let me say it in the negative, right? Jude 1 says some, some with fear, some with love. So here's the fear. Okay. No. Pretty funny. Yeah, good. I'm mobile. Jude 1 says, some saved by fear, some saved by love. So oh. I'm giving you the negative. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Even if you don't even understand, thanks for acknowledging it. Yeah. If you know about a whole lot of stuff, you need to let God have his way in you. Clutter in passions is certainly not depth. I believe God wants to whittle away at how complex we have made things. Yeah? I think he just takes a little fillet knife, cutting open the, the sorry, Katie, cutting open the, <laughs> the skin of the animal and peeling it back, filleting it open, and saying, all right, let's. <laughs> right? Oh, I just fillet. Yeah. Just. <laughs> He wants to get rid of what you have made so complex. I think we're getting really good at proclaiming things, but not doing. I think we, as the church at large, has settled for Crisco instead of extra virgin olive oil. And I looked at you because you're the only one who'd understand that. <laughs> Crisco is like... 
What are you settling for? Are you settling for the real oil? Are you settling for the real thing, Jesus? Or are you trying to package it into something else where you've actually lost Jesus in it? I know, that's heavy. What have been our pursuit of spiritual gifting if we've actually lost Jesus? What have, our, what have been our pursuit of understanding and, and hungry for knowledge we've actually lost Jesus? There's more than a brand, right? The home yeah. is nothing, I've talked about that. I don't care about the home, I don't, all I care about is Jesus. The Jesus movement goes beyond church branding and straight to Jesus. So I guess my big question is, before we really dig into this, is what are you all about? Right? There's this story, and I wish that it was us, because it would be really cute if it were us. But a, 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 a um, pastor and his wife moved to this uh, house, and they moved in next to a, um, some folks who were non-believers. They were from Iran, and they believed in Islam, which is great. You feed for them. Okay? I'm not bashing that, so I hope you don't hear that. I feel like I have to preface everything in our day and age. But anyways, they moved in, and this, this, this pastor was like, oh, man, I want to share the gospel with them, right? And this was young in their ministry. And... <laughs> The, the, they were both outside, the kids were playing out front, and then this man came outside and started talking to the, the pastor couple, right? He was like, bingo, this is my opportunity. The evangelist in him just came alive, and he was like, all right, how am I going to lay out the gospel for this man? And all of these things, right? Pure emotive, yes? yes. And they got to talking, and they got to talking, and this, this individual was like, hey, what do you guys do? And he was like, oh, I'm a pastor, and my wife, and my wife, she's bad. All that guy's pastor's wife, yeah. Uh, she's like, yeah, all of it, all of it, all right? She believes in Jesus, too, because she's my wife, right? So all of this, and then the, the man, the neighbor, the Iranian man, looks at the pastor and says, so what do you believe? Like, has that ever happened to anybody, right? Like, okay, balls on the, actually, how do I say this? Uh, balls on the tee, and all you have to do is hit it, right? Baseball analogy, not no, no pitch. It's on the tee. All right? This never happens. If you try to evangelize on the street, I guarantee nobody will say, so what do you believe, right? And what's really funny about this story is that the wife speaks up and says, we believe in tongues. <laughs> and they're like, oh, whoa, right? So what are you all about? I know that's a silly story. But what are you all about? Her pursuit back then was obviously, all right, I won't tell you. We believe in that. It's part of my fundamentals, right, kind of thing. What are you all about? Right? I can't answer that for you. I could fill in a couple blanks because I know some of you, right? But I'm not going to, I promise. I'm not going to put anybody on the spot tonight, all right? But what are you all about? Would you yell out, oh, I'm all about visions? Well, what? What's that mean? Yeah, great question. Because <laughs> I don't know what being all about visions is if you have zero Jesus attached to it. If you're not all about Jesus first, I don't know what visions means. That sounds like 
taking some weird things, getting it in your bloodstream, and then weird things happen, right? Like drugs, right? That's what that sounds like to me. If Jesus isn't what I'm all about, everything else is ooh. Or better said, oops. I know. So what are you all about? Is your evangelism for Jesus or something else? If someone were to come up to you tonight at Buffalo Wild Wings and ask, what do you believe, what would you say? I hope that it would start with Jesus, but then where would it get to? Would it still be Jesus? Or would it be something really, really weird where I'd want you not to wear my logo? <laughs> right? Oh, three. <laughs> Does that make sense? What would you say? What are you going to tell them about? Jesus or about something else? Something that you're actually in pursuit of instead of Jesus. The bottom line is, and what I guess my point is, is Jesus is simple, not complicated. He is so simple. That's why he, in these 12 verses, they're called the Beatitudes. Blessed are blank, for they shall blank. Oh, that's not very complex. Not very complex, right? For if somebody slaps you, you turn the other cheek. But what if? No, that's it. For you shall love your, oh, wait, wait. Love every, oh, shoot. The answer to every single problem in this entire universe is Jesus. Why? Because he's the Messiah. The world has gone nuts and is going to get even crazier. Newsflash, it's not going to get better. Okay, but a broken church is way better than anything else you could ever pursue. Do you hear me? A broken church is way better than anything else you could pursue. Why? Because it's Jesus. You're in charge of your own heart. Right? The church is still the bride of Christ, right? Anything else? Uh-oh. I'll take the church and its brokenness over any movement out there. I fully acknowledge that it sounds super lame to bless those who persecute you, but it sounds super exciting to speak in tongues and see visions. I will acknowledge that. I get it. But if Jesus isn't the center of that, you're going to be a whack job. What do you think means more to the Lord? Blessing those who persecute you or speaking in tongues? I'm just using tongues a lot. 
but whatever. Which one? Answer me. Definitely the first one. Cool. So why are we in such a pursuit of everything else except for that? There you go. We have to stop making the peripheral. How do you say it? Peripheral? There it is. We have to stop making the peripheral. It was easier to type instead of speak it. Now I just have to speak it. it. We have to stop making the peripheral central. We have to stop it. We can't do it anymore. What's the peripheral? All the other stuff. What's central? Jesus. Does this make more sense? Let me say it again because it obviously did not land at all. Okay? We have to stop making the peripheral central. Stop making the byproducts of following Jesus your central theology. And make the central the main thing. Jesus, just follow Jesus. I guarantee all the other things will be added to you. Why? Because scripture says so. Why would he put it in there if it wasn't true? Stop making the byproduct central and the central peripherals. What if society learned how to forgive? Would the world be a better place? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, Blake. Uh, pretty simple, I know. We're getting deep tonight, you know. If society learned how to forgive, we'd be in a different place. We won't talk about the church because the church is so good at this. That, that was, that was yeah. Love your enemies. What? I'd rather go and get gold toast on my Bible than love enemies. I'd rather go and heal the sick instead of love my enemies. They're enemies for a reason. I'd rather have the dove feather fall from the sky than love my enemies. But remember, God isn't going to ask how much gold dust fell in your Bible. He's going to ask, how'd you love your enemies? He's not going to say, all right, where's your pail of gold dust? We've got to measure it. See if you're getting into heaven. No, he's like, no, I've got plenty in here. But what about your enemies? Oh, shoot, they're not in here. Why? Oh, because you didn't love them. You get what I'm getting at? Cut to your core yet. I hope so. And remember, I love the signs and wonders. Like, I really, really, you know me at all, but I really, really love the signs and wonders. But I can't add to the simple recipe of following Jesus. Did you hear me? You can't add to a recipe and accept and expect the same thing to come out at the end, right? Anybody cooked in here, right? Tommy, you can't grill a steak for one hour and expect it to be the greatest steak of all mankind. No, right? That's adding to the recipe. 
I'm sorry, it doesn't work. You can't make chicken and expect steak. Sorry, Katie. Um, <laughs> yeah, can't go to the can't plant a broccoli seed and get a pea. <laughs> He's vegan. All right. I will only be able to taste and see and experience these things if Jesus is central in my life. I can't add to the recipe and expect Jesus. So I don't know if you know this, but these, la these 12 verses in Matthew 5 are the best things anybody's ever spoken. Ever. Right? That's crazy to think, yes? Yeah. That means every single TED Talk has nothing on this. Right? That means Steve Jobs announcing the iPhone has nothing on this. Yes? I know that's hard for us to wrap our minds around because we love our iPhones, right? But it's true, okay? We'll get to the, yeah, we'll get to the, everything else too. Jesus says only revolutionary things, right? He said, if a Roman soldier says, carry my coat for a mile, Jesus says, carry it for another mile after that mile. Jesus says, if somebody slaps you on the cheek, Turn the other one. How much of that is going on in our world today? Yeah, somebody's slapping you on your cheek, and then you're coming back and freaking Oreoing their face. <laughs> That's what our world is, right? Yeah. Well, it's just the way it is. Should it be? Hell no. Sorry. Heck no. It shouldn't be that way. It says love your enemies. What are we doing? Making them enemy, 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 enemies. We're doing it more. We're building up more wrath, more anger towards everybody else. Just because they did one thing. Oh, Jesus said, you who can throw that stone, who has no sin, go ahead and pick it up and throw it. Everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Why are we throwing stones so much? These truths are revolutionary, but no, we're... We're too busy reading our self-help Christianity books where it uses scripture to make us feel more like God. We're too busy dabbling in things we shouldn't be instead of reading the red words. Instead of Jesus. What looks like weakness in the world is strength in the kingdom. We belong to a king named Jesus. Here's Theology 101. 
Jesus is good. The devil is bad. Simple enough? I know. We're digging deep wells tonight. Right? Jesus is good. The devil is bad. If the world says, do it like this, Jesus is saying, oops. Don't do. Yes? Yes. You get the point. Truth, true strength is not in your ability to pummel someone. True strength is the ability, is having that ability, but actually showing restraint. Whether it's words or physical. I have the ability to rip every single one of you guys apart every single week and rip your character apart. But do I? No. Because what would I have to gain? Nothing. Enemies. <laughs> right? That's all I have to gain. Do you get my point? Right? The disciples wanted to fight for Jesus when they were arresting him, right? But what did Jesus say? Does anybody know what Jesus said? Could I not call down legions of angels? He turned and looked at his dudes and said, Could I not just call down angels? But, he ended it with this, the will of the Father must be done. Why do you love Jesus? Is it because this leads to this and that leads to that and that prophesies over that and all of these red strings attached like a crime scene? Or is it because he's God? Is it because he actually had to do something and did this for you and got you out of that season in life so that you did and connected to that, so then all of these things funnel together, and then that's why I love Jesus, or is it just because he is God Almighty? Have I overcomplicated why I even love him? <laughs> right? We are not citizens of this place. We're citizens of another place. Beatitudes are completely counterculture. Yes? Yes. So, blessed are the meek. For that shall here. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So, what is meekness? Huh? Putting everything to God. What was it? Putting everything to God. Or Putting everything to God? Giving, literally having the Lord Jesus. Okay, cool. I like it. Biblical meekness is not weakness. Please ingrain that into your head. Because you will always take out every single passage of scripture that says meekness and you'll take it way out of context. And you'll just be a little bunny running away from all trouble because I'm scared. Okay. Right? That's all bunnies do. That's their entire life. You want to be a bunny? Just running as fast as you can because like, oh, danger, oh, danger. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the wind blew a different direction. I got to get. 
Do you want to be a bunny? No, nobody wants to be a bunny. Yeah, you want thumbs. <laughs> That's what you want. <laughs> Meekness is, it is exercising God's strength while submitting to his control. It's also the ability to demonstrate power with, without harshness. It's this perfect blend between gentleness and strength. Yes? The abrasive and rude are weak. Right? It's insecure. Yeah? Yes. Right? You rip somebody apart probably because you're insecure. Yes? We've all done it. Let's get real with each other. Yeah? We've all done this. Why? Because I was insecure about something. Not because they did anything to me. It's because I was, they made me feel insecure. When I'm meek, I'm very, very secure. I know who my daddy is. Sorry. I know who my father is. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. My dad does. Yeah. A hard heart is a weak heart. Yes? It shatters easily. Correct? Yes. A soft heart is moldable and bends with the blows. Correct? If you cut me, love has to run out. Why? Huh? Because I'm soft? <laughs> Tommy's calling me soft over here. Is he like, I am, I mean, but... Because... It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives within me. Right? It's no longer my blood in my veins. I lost that a long time ago. When I was 17, 10 years ago, I lost that. Right? It's gone. It's no longer my blood. It's no longer my life. Because Christ now lives through me, within me. He has purposed me. So if I get cut, if Tatum, you cut me. I don't know why you would. My love for you will be made seen. Why? Because it's going to start running out of me. You're going to notice, right? It's not like, oh, well, you cut me, I cut you, right? No, it's not going to be like that. That's not the way this goes. Why? Because if somebody hits you on the cheek, you turn. You don't turn back around and say, oh, but Jesus, no, you turn, it says. You understand this? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So what does this look like? Turn to Psalm 47. You having fun? I'm having a blast. We still got some time left, too. Psalms 37. Psalms. <laughs> Zach would still be laughing. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still laughing. Make sure he listens to the podcast. Yeah. Can't go down. No, I can't. No edits on this puppy. Probably this conversation. I don't edit it. This is it. This is podcast. Real me.
unless the dog runs out of the garage and barks and goes in the text of the dog. I did edit that out. Do you that guys remember that? That was You were there. Whatever. Anyways, Psalm 37, verse 1. I want to kind of unpack this, okay? This is going to be fun. We want meekness in Scripture, not our own definitions, yes? Because we read this, blessed are the weak. Right? That doesn't, that doesn't work. That's your definition before tonight, correct? I don't like me. Right? Yeah, I'm a bunny. No, you're not a bunny. You're not a, yeah. Okay. Read verse one. That's what it says in my notes. Okay. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. Well, we'll fo- focus on this first half. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. The meek are not afraid. Write it down. The meek are not afraid. If you're taking notes, you don't have to. You're not. Just take notes, maybe. <laughs> the meek are not afraid. If you trust in you, you will be afraid. Right? If you trust in yourself, you're always going to be scared. Yes? Because if you don't, because they don't trust in themselves. Fret not because they don't trust in themselves. They trust in God Almighty. Yes? Yes. The meek do, right? We're just going to refer to them as they. Is that cool? Yes. Is that all right? Cool. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Don't be afraid of evildoers. Why? Well, I was going to say, because if you have your faith in the Lord, it doesn't matter. Yes. Your faith is in the Lord. Ta-da. It's easy. Why? Oh, Jesus. Oh, he already conquered death? Okay, he can conquer everything else then. Sweet. Great. Signs still delivered. All right? And then part B of that is do not be envious of wrongdoers. What's that mean? The meek are not envious. Oh, super simple, yeah? Man, can you believe how simple this is? The meek are not envious. The meek don't have a problem seeing other people getting blessed. When's the last time you celebrated somebody's breakthrough? You're like, why not me? I've been praying for that for five years. Why not me? Right? When's the last time you celebrated? Right? All these kinds of things. Yes? Okay. The meek don't get jealous. The meek don't sound like victims to their circumstances and situations. The meek don't have time to even think about that. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? That sounds so blissful to me. Right? That is serenity. That is a form of utopia. No jealousy? Maybe that's just me. 
And then verse 2, for they, who's they? The wrongdoers will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herbs. Okay, cool. Verse 3, that's talking about wrongdoers. We're not going to talk about that. That's not helpful to us being meek, correct? Sure. Right? That's wither? Oh, it doesn't sound fun. Good. Verse 3, trust in the Lord and do good. <laughs> Simple. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness or feast on faithfulness. Maybe your translation says, I like that one better, but I just read mine. All right? Feast on faithfulness. The meek trust in the Lord. The meek do good. Why? Because Jesus is good. The devil is bad. Yeah? I know. Deep wow. stuff. The meek are in God's presence. How am I pulling that out of there? Dwell in the land. Dwell. What's that mean? To be. To abide. Yes? The meek are in God's presence. The meek are addicted to the presence of Jesus. What's the land symbolizing that? The promise. Who's the promise? Jesus. Okay. Just connected some a couple of little simple thoughts for Yeah? Okay. And his faithfulness becomes like food to them. Eat on the faithfulness of Jesus. Feast on it. Why? Because he's the bread of life. Yeah. You get off and you're out. Oh, man, Jesus isn't faithful. What is going to happen to your life? What is going to happen to you? What is going to happen to your sphere of influence? Oh my gosh, I wouldn't want to be around you. You don't think Jesus is faithful? Oh, sorry, probably not a very good influence for me to be having in my life. Yeah? Doubt, division is contagious, so we must befriend faithfulness, right? We've seen that very active in our world today, yes? We're doubting. Why? Oh, because we don't know what our economy is going to do. We don't know about this virus. We don't know what's going on. Oh, my gosh, I'm doubting in my future. How am I ever going to do it? All these things, yes? Great. It's very contagious. When did you share that your last doubts with somebody? Probably recently. Yeah? And guess what that did? It made them doubt. And guess what that did? They actually went and doubted somebody else. And that, that person doubted. Like, man, maybe I should pull all my money out of the stock market. Right? Oh, I'm doubting, I'm doubting, I'm doubting. It's contagious. Correct? What else is? Division. Oh, my gosh, is division contagious? I don't even need to dig into this. You can just go look at the news. go just look at some of your friend groups you can just go look at your workplace once somebody puts their heels in and says oh, okay i'm going to divide they're going to start investing into that and guess what split there's now a chasm that's what division does it's contagious so the meek don't Get into that crap. 
Why? Because they're smart. <laughs> they're not silly. They're not silly. They're not stupid. Right? They befriend faithfulness. Right? I understand that the world's a weird place, but I understand that Jesus is faithful. That's as far as I go. Right? I don't know the weirds. The world, the world's very weird. Great. Jesus is faithful. He is the bread of life and the living water. Faithful. Right? If the birds find food and the grass points towards the sun and eats it up, oh, good. They'll take care of me as sons and daughters. Do you think he calls a blade of grass a son? No. I don't know. Probably not. I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I'm going to say probably not. Think he calls that blade of grass daughter? Oh, no. He says, no, you, 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 you are my children. Excellent. Isn't that amazing? Faithful. How faithful is Jesus? He goes out of his way. Man, he's just faithful, right? I just want you to dwell on that for a second. He is so faithful, right? That thing that you thought you needed a year ago that you've now forgotten about, didn't need it because he's faithful. Like, oh, man, I could really use 100 bucks right now. No, he's faithful, right? Yeah. He's faithful. Man, I remember like, and I'll be quick. I remember like early, early on in my, my life, it's like, man, I need gas money, right? I didn't ask the Lord where, how, how I was going to get gas money. So what did I do? I went out of my way to sell one of my guitars. That was not what the Lord asked me to do, right? Not what he asked me to do. I was using that guitar to worship him, right? So I sold my, my first guitar that I ever got for 300 bucks so I could get gas. What happened? Well, about, I don't know, a later, money fell into my lap. And I was like, wow, could have kept my guitar. Right? Stories like that. He's faithful. He's not going to be like, well, Alex, you, I, I probably just didn't need gas that day. He wanted to spend time with me. <laughs> right? I probably didn't need to do anything, but I was like, man, we got a hot girlfriend and need to go hang out with her, right? She's got nothing on you, baby. Right? All these things, right? All of these things, and it's just like the Lord is saying, whoa, 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 I'm wooing you to hang out with me, not anything else, not anybody else. I sold the guitar, and then, oh, frick. And then money fell into my lap somehow, right? This makes sense. He's faithful. Right? And then you marry a wife, and she says, I'm going to nursing school, and then uh, you don't get approved for loans, so you just start paying it out of pocket, and out of pocket, and you pay for college out of pocket, and support a ministry, and a dog, and, and some other missionaries, and the Lord just says, cool, I will deposit money in your bank account. He's faithful, guys. Right? That's not why I believe he's faithful. Yeah. Those are just some testimonies that I get to brag about the Lord right he's faithful because he's god and that's what he says he is okay for sure <laughs> delight yourself in the lord sounds nice yeah delight yourself in the lord and he will give you what 
the desires of your heart? What? That's a scary, no, he's actually talking about when you're right with him, not your freaking nastiness, okay? Oh, well, I really would like, <laughs> no, not that. Yes? Yeah. You're lying when your heartbeat is beating at the same point of the Father. Then he's saying, oh, my desire of the heart is to see that person healed. My desire of my heart is to, my desire of my heart, oh, you get it? Okay, cool. So let's, let's focus on the first half. The meek are delightful. I'm sorry. The meek are delightful. Are you a delight to be around? I hope sometimes. Or are you just a life suck, right? It's because probably you're not meek. Yes? Not pointing fingers. I'm not. I'm not making an intentional eye contact either. All right? So don't even watch my eyes, all right? So the meek are delightful. They're a delight to be around. Wow, what a concept, right? You can be delighted right now. You know, this is not a, a reality of heaven, right? Well, actually, it kind of is, but let's not talk about that. This is not just a destination. Let me say it that way. Being in delight is not a destination. It's a reality. Does that make sense? That's a better way of putting it. Thank you. Right? You can be delighted right now. The meek find delight where? In the Lord. That's it. They find delight in the Lord, nowhere else. Yes. They don't find delight in their sin, right? Because mm -hmm. what? Blessed are those who mourn. Mm -hmm. All right, we talked about that, yes? Good. The meek get the desires of their heart. Sign me up. I don't know if that gets you guys. All right, whatever. Verse 5 and 6. I'm going to read these together. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Holy cow. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. All right. The meek are committed. The meek trust. Yes. Committed to the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Yes. The meek receive God's justice on their behalf. Think of it this way. Even of all hell, every single demon and Satan and the Antichrist and the false prophets all just decided, I'm going to bombard you. They, did, they took all the focus off of all, of all the other people and they're just like, all right, I'm coming for you, right? Guess what? They still have zero power over your purpose and your destiny. They can't touch that. They can rip everything else away from you, right? They can even rip away my cool Sparrow shirt, and I'll be sad. But at the end of the day, my purpose and my destiny can't be messed with. Why? Because it's God's. It's God's. It's not theirs, right? But only if I'm committed and I trust. Yes? Does that make sense? It does. He will bring forth the righteousness of the light and the justice of the noonday. Verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself 
over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Be still before the Lord. Some translations say rest with the Lord. Yes? Rest in the Lord probably is a better way of saying it. Right? The meek are at rest. The meek are at rest. They have chilled hearts. Not cold hearts, but like they're just chilled. Right? Like they just don't mess with them. What a concept. Right? So, so secure in who you are as a child of God. The meek are at rest. Meek hearts are steady and stable. They're solid people. They're not shaken. Let me get real old school. The Lord honors consistency. And even more, he gives encounters to the consistent. Have you guys ever been in a tunnel and thrown a bouncy ball and just watched it? Right? I do it while I'm golfing. If you go through a tunnel, I'm always taking a golf ball out and throwing it and just get ready. And I say, shut your mouth. You don't want to lose a tooth. Right? Every single time, no matter who I'm with, we're going through a tunnel, I take a golf ball and Boom, pew, 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 pew. Yeah. Okay. The ball goes nuts in that tunnel, yes? It bounces off of everything, correct? Very scary and very scattered, yeah. Not very stable, correct? No, this is an analogy, but whatever. That's some of you guys with the Lord. Some of you guys with the Lord. Right? I want, I want, I want. Right? Some of you guys maybe even pray in tongues backwards, but you're not consistent with Jesus. Right? The meek are at rest. The will of God is to cling to the Son. Right? You can't anoint yourself. The meek promote Jesus, not their selves. The restful wait. They wait in the presence with affections directed to him. It's almost this reality of unless he speaks or moves, I've got nothing to say or do. Whoa. Right? Unless he speaks or moves, I literally have nothing to do. It's not lazy. It's dependency. And don't even try to skew this into how you want it to sound in your culture or in your world or in your life. It's just the way it is. If I am sitting in the presence of God Almighty with no agendas, I'm just waiting. Lord, what do you want to say? What do you want to do? 
don't leave until he tells me. Right? Well, verse 8. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. Oh, shoot, man. Which one? Do you want me to just read it all again? Yeah. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. Yeah. So what's this mean? Don't give anger a place. Correct? He says he's fully acknowledging that anger will be an emotion that you feel. But don't give it a place. Right? Madison always reminds me, hey, don't let the sun go down on your anger left. Right? Especially when you're middle of a fight. Then it's just like, oh, I'm more angry now. <laughs> but I'm not acting on it, right? It's this whole thing. It's like, all right, if you, that's in the scripture too, you know? don't let the sun go down on your anger. Right? She always tells me. I'm, it's not like I'm always angry, but you know, it sounds like I'm just angry. I'm like, don't unleash the Hulk, you know? But, he always reminds me, don't give anger a place. Why? Because it probably will turn into wrath. Right? Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Why are those tied together? Probably because they lead to one another. Right? If you step on my toe and don't apologize, wrath is coming out. I'm just joking. Right? You get it? That's what it looks like. Oh, you did that to me? So now I'm doing this to you. That's wrath. What's anger? Oh, man, that really sucked that you did that. But I'm not going to act on it. There you go. <laughs> Have fun with this. When we walk in wrath, that means I am going to punish you as I think God should punish you. That's the way it is. If I act in wrath, then I am actually saying, no, actually, Lord, step aside. I'm going to take the reins on this judgment, on this justice. Correct? Some of you guys have experienced this. Not just you acting on it. Yes, I know you have. It's okay. It's how you have broken wrist. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I'm just joking. <laughs> but some of you guys have, have been um, recipients Right? You didn't even know you angered somebody. <laughs> Maybe. Or you did. And then wrath came. Right? Or you made a decision in your life and somebody was angered by that, so then they're taking the wrath out on you. Right? Some people do this. It's sad. But what is it? It's them taking the place of God and giving that and acting on their judgment, not God's judgment. And I am actually going to produce. Do you understand that Jesus saved us from God's wrath? He's the only one who has wrath. If I act on wrath, that means I am trying to pretend to be God. Does this make sense? Right? I know you've maybe never heard it this way before, but it's okay. Because I really want this to stay. If you act on your anger, it will become wrath. And then that means I am taking the crown off of God. That means I am saying, God, my turn for the throne. 
if you act on wrath. The meek are not filled with wrath. The prideful are. Prideful are totally filled with wrath. Right? The know-it-alls are. Right? They're filled with wrath. Why? Because they're so scared of being wrong. Okay. Verse 9 through 11. Okay? For the evildoer shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the what? The land. Oh, interesting. Okay, we'll keep on going. Just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Great news. Though you look carefully at this place, he will not be there. But the meek, here it is, shall inherit the land and delight themselves in an abundance of peace. Sign me up. Yeah. So this is where it correlates to Matthew 5, 5, correct? Yes. This is, again, Jesus saying what? What? Correct. But what is Jesus doing all through this? We talked about it a bunch. Remember. 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 All of this is a remember, right? Jesus is saying, hey, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Or? The land. There's both in there. Yes. The meek inherit the earth and delight in the abundance of peace. Who's got peace? Great. Good. You got peace? There's probably a chance you got some meekness. Good. Yeah? You got some meekness. If you got peace, there's meekness going on in your heart. Maybe not in all areas, which is okay, but hey, you understand what that feels like. You understand, you've tasted and seen that goodness of God, of that meekness of God, right? Again, that's not humanly gained, right? Not like Benji, all right, uh, went to Barnes & Noble and said how to become meek for dummies, right? He didn't go and read that book. No, that's actually from Holy Spirit working in Benji's life. Right? This is not a human gain. This is not a human gain study. This is not a seminary. This is not a seminary class of like, how do we how do I become meek? They don't teach that in seminary. Right? Well, now you know. All right? They don't teach you that. The world should never demand you to say what the Holy Spirit never said. You have control over that, though. You can still submit to the world. And the culture, I guess, is maybe a better way of saying it. So, for you shall inherit the earth. Now we understand all about meekness, yes? Yes. Does this help make this beautiful picture? Psalm 37, thank you, Lord, for putting it in there so we can have a full picture. Right? So now, inheriting the earth? What about inheriting the earth? Again, yeah, it's so Christian. It's, I don't want the earth. I want heaven, right? It's Christian, yeah. This means two things. The Lord is obviously speaking of the, uh, um, speaking to Israel about their inheritance of the land. Yes, this is what it's talking about. But this is also thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is a heavenly reality that the that Jesus is saying. I want you to experience it here on earth. So 
the meek shall inherit the earth. So that is a kingdom reality that you get to inherit now. Here's my translation for all it's worth. Fortunate is the gentle strength for they shall walk in their promise and promised land. Five, five in my language. Does that make sense? Right? The meek get to enjoy the kingdom of heaven on earth. It belongs to the meek. Not to the weak. To the meek. You have the possibility in your lifetime to change the world. You do. I know you've been told that, but I really, really believe it over you. Your parents told you that because they had to. I don't have to tell you that. But I really believe it over you guys. Why? Because if you walk in meekness, you will change the earth. When you inherit the earth, you get to invest in those things. You have say over those things. Correct? You don't get an inheritance with a list of rules on it. Right? It's saying, here's the keys. Make it look like the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the promise. What's the promise? Simply, it's Jesus. Right? Is there a better promise out there than Jesus Christ, our Messiah, who dethroned himself and said, I'm coming to you? Guess what? Did you see what Jesus did? He was meek, and he changed the entire earth. You see what he did? By no means am I comparing us to Jesus, but there's a level of this. If I am no longer living and Jesus is living through me and Holy Spirit actually dwells in me, there's something on this, and there's something we should be doing that we're not doing. Sorry, Jesus is not trending on Twitter. Might be trending on your Instagram feed because of who you follow. Might be tr it might be trending in your, in your sphere, in your little world. But lift up your head. Awake, oh sleeper. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the promise. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. By meek, everything gets very, very simple. Looping this all the way back to the beginning, which you thought was just branding. If I make all of these things very, very complex, I guarantee you're going to invest in more of the contagious division than you are in the simplicity of Jesus. Because you're going to debate whether Calvin or Arminianism is right. 
You're going to debate whether tribulation is pre or post. You're going to debate why somebody's wrong and you're right. Is that meek? No. Meekness. Saying, I love you. Meekness is saying, Jesus, what do you have to say about me? Right? So Jesus was meek in the scriptures. Yes? Yes. Yes, you should know that. Jesus was a very, very meek man. Good thing. Great. So read the red. So you shall inherit the earth. Does this make sense? I think I got everything. So if you're annoyed with the injustice, great, be more meek. If you're annoyed with how people are talking to one another, great, be meek. If you're annoyed with this, drawn in anger towards that, be meek. That's it. Your response will be much better than their reaction. Does this make sense? Right? You're drawn in anger and wrath. Stop. Be meek. Right? Simple, yeah? yeah? The simplicity of Jesus, what a concept, right? He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall inherit the, what? Nope, that's the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. And then blessed are don't say it like it's a bummer. For <laughs> they shall inherit the earth. <laughs> right? This is the way it is. Do you see what Jesus is doing? Right? That's why at the very, very end of his ministry, then he gives this charge of, okay, now go heal the sick. All of these things. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it was simple for them at that point. Because mm-hmm. it, was, it was actually natural for them. It was a byproduct. It was actually just in their peripheral because they were so focused on God Almighty right in front of them. What a freaking concept. What if we did this? What if you just focused on Jesus instead? All right, where's the gold dust? No, I don't care about the gold dust. What about just Jesus? How faithful he is. How worthy he is to be committed to. How worthy he is to be trusted. What if I just did that? Instead of, well, I didn't pray long enough today, so there's no way he's going to eat. No. It's Jesus. He's not weighing your prayers up there. He's not saying, well, all right. That was pretty good. Maybe 15. No, he's not doing that. He said, oh, my child, oh, my brother and sister, oh, my friend, you're talking to me. What is that? When you're talking to somebody, 
kind of hard not to focus on that person, huh? Mm -hmm. Right? Try talking to somebody and not focusing on them. Ooh, not good. Had to lose a friend in 90 days. That's how. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fortunate are the meek. Fortunate. Better off will the meek be. Man, egos are running rampant. Pride is running rampant in our world. I'm telling you to do the exact opposite. I'm not, actually. Forget that. Don't do it because I told you. Jesus <laughs> is telling you to do the exact opposite. Counterculture. Right? Oh, man. Maybe better. He hasn't led you astray yet, and he never will. Right? He didn't get you into the mess that you might be in. You did. He's saying, but blessed are the meek, and then you will actually, everything, everything's going to be fine. Right? He will actually give you the desires of your heart. He will act on what you ask for. Oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Let me read this last one. That's first. And I'll shut up. I promise. Matthew eleven twenty seven says, All things, this is in red, just for all it's worth. You know? So it's Jesus, our Messiah, oh, yeah. speaking that. Yeah, here you go. All things have been handed over to me by the Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Oh, my gosh. And then it goes on 28. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Did you hear that? And learn from me, for I am gentle, meek. I am lowly in heart, humble, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I know you've heard that last part, but have you read the top? All of these things have been added to me by the Father. Learn from me because you can trust him. You can take it to the bank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's no loopsy daisies on that. That check does not bounce. Does this make sense to everybody? Yes. I hope so. I really, really, really hope so. That's all I've got. Let me pray for you. Lord, make us like you. Mold us to be more like you. Make us meek. 
tender spirit. Jesus, I pray that you would be our central focus, that nothing would come into that. So Lord, I just pray over every single heart tonight. You just teach meekness. You would train in meekness. You would correct pride. Lord, you said, blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. Lord, we pray that. I pray that over these people in this room. That your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. That you promised. You told us to pray like that. So, Lord, just train us in meekness. Thank you. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.